0: Welcome to Q&A Selling Online, with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand.
1: Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm.
0: Directly from Fort Knox, we have a special guest today with us. She's a military social media mentor. We have Jenny Hale. Jenny, how are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Very good. So exciting to have you here today.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much.
0: I wanted to ask you, have you seen that gold reserve at Fort Knox?
1: <laughs> I am. You know, I actually have been living out in Fort Knox for two years and passed the gold depository on the way in every single morning. Um, it's It's a cool experience um, to just be so close to it. Of course, it's not like a tourist attraction or anything, so you can go inside it. It's super secret, like what's in there? Um, I love watching the TV shows with all the conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. (laughs) about it, but it is a really unique place to live. It's only about 45 minutes from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, It's a really unique area and town. It's a small installation, um, but I've actually... Uh, been back twice now. So I actually started my career here, uh, left for a little bit, and now I'm back again. So it's been a really cool experience, and I absolutely love this area. And of course, working with the military community anywhere that I go is always the highlight of my day.
0: Awesome. So if you you would walk outside right now, is it full of armed guards and... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well it, it, there is a huge gate around it um, with lots of signs that say like don't take pictures and don't pull off to the side of the road um, and there are people who work there so there are like gates that open and close um, I haven't seen anybody on you know the roof with guns yeah. or anything like, like that um, but it is it's, it's definitely something I drive past every morning and I'm right there and I'm like hey
0: <laughs> so cool So Jenny, what does it mean to be a military social media mentor?
1: Yeah, so um, I started my career working with the military community and that's just kind of where I stayed. It's really become a passion of mine. I love this community more than life itself. And um, over time, I just realized I wanted to be able to help more. And that's really what led me to my business and um, becoming actively involved in the military community business side of the house. So um, my, my career actually started in the nonprofit sector doing marketing and social media campaigns for the nonprofit military community. And then it moved into kind of corporate business, nonprofit, um, corporate business sales of military products. And then that moved to working directly for the military as a photojournalist. And during that experience, I lived in the barracks, I rappelled down towers, I was on land navigation training, I was photographing inside the gas chamber, not a pleasant experience, by the way, that was not so fun. Um, (laughs) It burns. (laughs) Um, But I was really actively involved in seeing it firsthand, seeing what the training was like, um, all as a photojournalist. And that's actually what brought me to Fort Knox the first time. And then I left um, and then I came back and uh, started working as a marketing director for a program. So it's just been a really great career, and I knew that the more I got involved with the military community after several years of this, that I actually marketed better to the military community than I did the civilian one. So while I am a civilian and I'm not a military spouse, and I'm not a veteran, um, this kind of became something that I was so passionate about, and I really felt like, you know, since my campaigns were really starting to take off, that I could... Share that knowledge with military spouse and veteran entrepreneurs and the military focused businesses that are targeting those audiences. Um, I started my first business when I was a teenager, and that's actually what allowed me to go to college um, and graduate in a financially secure state. Um, you know, having a business at a very young age taught me a lot of skills, and I do believe that that is part of the reason why I le- I am where I am today. Um, I love entrepreneurship. I was a photographer back in the day. Um, obviously, I was a photojournalist, so I started out as a photography business, um, and I started consulting pretty much right after that business took off. And I've been consulting ever since. But it, it's only been in the last, you know, a couple of years that I've said, okay, like I used to consult for everyone, and now I really am honing in on my passion and, and what my career is aligning with, and that is the military community.
0: So, why why not join? Yeah. That's part of your failure here that you're mentioning today?
1: Yes. So um, after college um, and after being a photojournalist and living in the barracks and experiencing that training, um, I had attempted to enlist more than once <laughs> um, and it didn't work out. I actually have some medical issues from my childhood that prevent me from being physically able to do what I would need to do to be in mm-hmm. service, which was pretty much a really Personal, you know, um, it just had a lot of an effect on me, not being able to do what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to be a part of this community from the beginning. Um, The second I started working in that sector, I was like, this is it, this is, I have a purpose in my life, like this is what it's going to be, um, and I am going to be a part of it. And that didn't work out the way I had planned. Um, so at one point I was considering like, okay, I'll go back to school. I'll get another master's degree, but this time I'll have it be a longer degree so I can go to ROTC and then that'll be how I can, um, you know, serve. And then I wasn't qualified. So, um, I decided to kind of pivot that because a lot of people I think would look at that and say, Oh, there's your roadblock. Like it's never going to happen. You're done. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to walk away. Um, and I couldn't walk away. I was, I knew I had to do something else, but um, I just had this pull toward the military community. I was just like, I don't want to be a, a, a full civilian and never be a part of, of the greater purpose that I felt. And um, that's when I decided that I wouldn't give up and I would continue to, to work with the military community, just not serve in that way. Um, and that's what led me to the path that I am in today. That's why my entire career is about the military. and working with the military, and I wanted to make sure that it was more of a 24-hour job, and that's what turned it into a business as well so that I could literally be fully immersed working with veterans and military spouses not only on a day-to-day basis in my full-time career but also when I came home.
0: So you, I guess, you don't like giving up that easy. You enlisted <laughs> several times,
1: I tried, um, I tried, um, you know, you know, as the years have gone on, there's different things that can be wavered, um, and I tried at every one of those points, hoping that at some point it would be a waverable thing, and it is not. So, um, so it's okay, Um, I just kind of pivoted, and and was like, this is just a mountain I'm going to climb, but I'm going to climb it in a different way, and that's really what's dedicated my life to working with the military community. I can't imagine doing anything else at this point, I really can't.
0: Amazing, you found you found your way into it, no matter what. So mm-hmm. uh, that's awesome, it reminds me of the story of, well the story we see in the movies how Captain America originally was rejected a few times because he didn't pass, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's amazing. Tell me more about the, the services that you provide, what exactly is it?
1: Right, so um, my background is marketing and PR. So, um, and that's what I do for a career, on an international level. And so what I offer to the military community entrepreneurs um, is specific social media support and help. And, you know, I don't come in and take over your accounts and manage them uh, for small businesses. And I do that more for larger established companies. But for one-on-one, um, it's really important to me that a veteran starts a Facebook page and is not sitting there trying to post all day and struggling to figure out how the algorithm works. Um, So what I have done over the past several years of my career is study the Facebook algorithm from the organic side of the house. And obviously it changes all the time and it's going to change probably the next, month or so anyways. Um, But that's what I've actually tracked. So most of my career has been about tracking the Facebook algorithm and those changes and keeping up to date because I did work for nonprofits. I do work for military organizations and they don't have the budget to spend on Facebook ads. So it became my job to figure out how can we use Facebook efficiently with or without the algorithm, and it became with with the algorithm. So that's what I teach military spouse and veteran entrepreneurs is how to work with that algorithm, um, especially on Facebook. But if you can figure out the Facebook algorithm, you can figure out the algorithm on pretty much any platform. Facebook is the toughest, and then all the other ones are a little bit um, looser with with kind of what their requirements are. Um, What I also teach are branching outside the box of like your typical social media account so you know a lot of entrepreneurs go to facebook instagram twitter pinterest and that's amazing and i always encourage that if it's appropriate for your target audience. But a lot of people miss out on some of the other platforms that aren't as um, considered social media. Um, So one of those is LinkedIn. I teach very heavily on how to use LinkedIn for lead generation by optimizing your account so that your leads come to you versus you trying to spend all day marketing on social media. Um, I try to optimize it so that those leads land in your inbox. Um, And some of the other things I do is really focus on the full marketing package. you know, it's more than just social media. It's email marketing. It's making sure your website's optimized. It's understanding how to create content that actually sells without being salesy and selling. Um, so it's it's a lot of bringing an entrepreneur through the full journey, step-by-step, step, one-on-one with me to see, okay, you know, you've read all the blogs, you know all the information, but it's just not working for you. And it's probably little tweaks here and there of You're not being open enough. You're not, you know, you're not on Facebook Live relating to your audience. You're not writing copy that relates to your audience. You're not um, really digging into what your audience needs and is asking for. Um, And because you don't understand how to read insights, you know, you're not seeing those data trends. And I can help you kind of figure out what that all means. So it's not such gibberish. Um, So it's a lot of one-on-one training and. Um, consulting with these entrepreneurs to teach them how to DIY their own marketing so that they don't have to outsource it until they're at a point in the company that they have more more of a budget to do that.
0: So when you say the, the one-on-one, do you actually mean like the over-the-shoulder one-on-one or <laughs> a group of four or five in the same? It's actually the one-on-one?
1: It's actually one-on-one. For my current coaching packages, as they are right now, are we sit one-on-one, Video chat, phone calls, emails, um, Facebook Messenger, however, you need to get a hold of me and sit there and I walk you through each of those steps. Um, At this point in my business, I am not automating anything. Everything is personalized and specific to your business. Um, I hope that it can stay that way (laughs) for a very long time um, and continue to work one on one with the entrepreneurs. A lot of what I teach is a relationship building strategy um, and how to get your audience to trust you. And I feel very strongly about. Working individually with clients to get them where they want to be, and doing it through a personalized approach.
0: So you mentioned uh, you mentioned LinkedIn, and that is a platform that I, I I've been growing as well, and uh, mm. I currently have. Well, I just passed this week the ten thousand followers, and uh, close to ten thousand connections as well, because it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, so how do you find you find that you said the algorithms work kind of the same? So you went on Facebook. It is. When you engage, somebody engages with your content; they get they're more likely to see it. Is it the exact same on LinkedIn?
1: So the fundamental concept behind an algorithm and almost all algorithms at this point are that you have to have your content be relevant to the person viewing it, Mm -hmm. and the assumption is you actually got in the person's newsfeed to begin with. And so, how do you do that? You create amazing content that is shareable, that is. that is engaged. You know, you know, you really want those comments and those shares and those likes. Um on Facebook, the likes aren't worth as much as they are on LinkedIn. So the algorithm is slightly different, um, but the concept's the same. Someone has to physically touch your post through a click or a comment or a share so that it can move through the algorithm into more news feeds. Um, and that's a concept that's the same on Twitter. It's the same on um on LinkedIn and it's the same on Facebook. So Facebook's just a little bit more stringent on the language that you can use, what types of posts you likes, um, you know, third party scheduling apps are even a little bit different. LinkedIn is, you know, if someone likes your status and the current state of the LinkedIn algorithm, it will start to show up in their, you know, connections news feeds. Um, That's a little bit harder to do on Facebook, but that is the concept. It's really more of commenting and sharing on Facebook, where on LinkedIn it could be just a like and it'll start to spread. Um, So it's really about keeping in mind what the different platforms really are meant to do and then how people engage with them to get that content moving forward.
0: Gotcha. So the, the military entrepreneurs that you work with, are they, do you find that they're kind of working in the same same niche or completely different niches?
1: Right, right. So it, it's a wide range. Um, I work specifically with military spouse and veteran entrepreneurs with military-themed products and services. Okay. So a lot of their products and services are meant for the military community, and that's who they're mainly targeting. Um, but that can be a wide variety of different products. Um, it can be, you know, something that's really only meant for women. Then I have some, you know, Male focused products. I have stuff that's great for everyone. Um, I have stuff that's meant for kids. Like it really just depends on the business. But at the end of the day, when you're marketing to the military community, it's about building that relationship through social media and through other marketing strategies and understanding how that product affects that military community or that military spouse or that veteran or whoever it is and, and writing the content in a way that resonates to solve that problem and to provide value. To build the trust to get to the sale
0: yeah very good very good so uh about the different platforms out there depending mm-hmm. on what niche uh, uh cer- certain businesses are in some platforms are better than others like for instance That's if you cool. have a food product uh you know um uh, Pinterest. yes Pinterest. right Pinterest
1: okay
0: for food products. product we'll start yes so for for these different niches certain platforms uh work better than others do you find that
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Your target audience really needs to be on that platform. So, um, for example, um, you know, if you are a photographer, you might be more on Instagram because it's a, a picture based platform. Um, you know, if you are looking to kind of build a community around the topic that you are selling, then you might be considering a Facebook group, but that not, might not be appropriate for every single business. Um, so it really depends on what your business is and what platforms are appropriate. LinkedIn is not appropriate for every single, you know, blogger out there. It yeah. depends on what you're blogging about. Um, but it, it probably is more appropriate for Pinterest. It's a great platform for bloggers. So it really depends on what you're what you're selling or what you're trying to promote.
0: Very good. And what do you think is the, the majority? Of, are they services or product-related uh, businesses?
1: I actually have seen a pretty, you know, big split through the middle. I have a lot of entrepreneurs that are in my Facebook group that are product based okay. entrepreneurs, and then I have this huge section of them that are military bloggers, and then I have another huge section of them that are finance and money and accounting. I have another huge section that's all service based, um, you know, whether it's marketing or graphic design, or um, lawyers. Uh, that work with the military community. So it's a wide range. Um, You know, the military community doesn't have a business that's just specific to military. You know, any sort of civilian type business can be, you know, owned by the military community in general. So the same types of businesses you're seeing in the civilian sector are also in the military community. Um, I just tend to work with the ones that are Working with the military community, so their target audience is working with military businesses, and they they specialize in how to build LLCs in different states because you know the military community PCs is um, so little tiny things like that. It's just a slightly different angle to an everyday business that's specific toward the military.
0: So I'm guessing, and since you do that one-on-one approach more than likely you're not just going to help with their social media right you're right. you're also going to be almost like a, a advice uh, coach do you recommend uh, do you recommend certain platforms for selling like the amazon fba or shopify's and- do you get into that kind of detail? Right.
1: It really depends on what their business is and what type of consulting service they have purchased with me. I tend to have very specific packages towards specific elements of social media, or I go into packages that are more of the whole package of, hey, you know, these are my various approaches. Um, I really focus on three main I call it the trident. So the trident approach to military marketing is making sure your email copy is amazing and that you have an opt-in and, and, a, and an email list from the get-go um, because algorithms always change. And Facebook's not going to put your, you know, your post back in all of your news feeds tomorrow. So how are you going to overcome that? You're going to move into email. And making sure that the followers you are attracting to social media are also being, you know, pushed through a sales funnel through other platforms too, so you can diversify in case someday you can't put all your bet, you know, your eggs in one basket on social media um, or a specific platform. Um, the other thing is making sure your website has copy that is, you know, attractive to an audience that's, you know, selling the benefit versus selling the features. Um providing that value and and showing the solution. Um, And then the other aspect of it is social media. So I talk a lot about social media, but it's only one of many avenues that I cover to give a full round, you know, a rounded uh, approach to marketing your business.
0: Very good. And then when you come to opt in and the email marketing and all of that, is there any special uh, services that you particularly, like do you use ClickFunnels for these? opt or any other software
1: right it really depends on what the entrepreneur already has set up um, and what they're currently using we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're just trying to modify and tweak what they already have to make sure that it performs the way that they're hoping it does um, and if they're not getting the results that they want we definitely want to make sure we're going in and looking at the copy that they have looking at their segmentation making sure the opt-in is the right fit for their business, that they're really showing, hey, this is just a sample of what you get when you work with me full-time. Um, so it really is very customized to that individual business owner and what they're doing and where they want to go and how they want to get there.
0: And so besides the troops and the entrepreneurs, you also do marketing as an international business?
1: Yes, so um, I also do actual outsourcing and management for larger established military-focused companies. Um, So I also go in and do trainings into corporate offices and teach the team kind of, hey, this from an outside perspective. This is what you're missing. This is what you could be doing better. Um, And also teaching them how to market organically. I really do focus um, in my current business on marketing organically. As I said, that's the experience. That the um, nonprofits and these larger organizations that I, you know, that are military, you know, actual base, you know, military base are, um, are you know, low on budgets for marketing, especially for advertising and, and things like that. So I try to come in and offer the perspective of, hey, you know, when you're at the point where you can have Facebook ads, that's great. Here's some of the things you should be doing anyways because you shouldn't only be running Facebook ads to get people's attention. You still have to make sure that when they go to the Facebook page, there's content on there, that there's a relationship built on there, that there's people commenting and engaging and, and really showing that social proof that what you're doing is valuable to the audience um, and that's the aspect I think some businesses miss you know they're focused on okay well I've got my Facebook ads going and I'm trying to manage you know Facebook but I'm also trying to manage Twitter and, and all these other platforms and it's very overwhelming for them um, I can either come in and outsource that and write that content so that there's you know a real person on the other end that is um, writing content that's relatable to that audience. In conjunction with what they're already doing, or I teach them how to do it themselves.
0: Very, very good. So, do you actually recommend certain platforms? Like, uh, jump out of that. It's not. It's not bringing you anything. You're not getting your fruits from uh, certain platforms. So, would- yes.
1: So, one of the things when I go in to work with companies is I really do need to see the back end data and see what they've pulled in the last few months. Um, what's successful? What's not mm-hmm. successful? Um, For companies, I run major data reports every month to see the trends. And after a few months, I can see what's kind of happening. Um, You can see exactly when an algorithm change hit, because the the data (laughs) will go up or down. Um, You can see how they've combated it, or if they haven't been able to combat it, um, and what types of posts they are posting at a certain time of day, or if it's a link or a video, or what's more successful. the idea is to figure out what those trends are. And it's Always different. There's a general trend for the algorithm, but it's interesting how every single company, um, their audience reacts to each one differently. So it really depends on how they're delivering that message specifically to that target audience. And I'm able to kind of go in there and see what those trends are so that we can recreate content that is performing well and has performed well in the past and start to kind of eliminate the content that is, you know, sucking up their time but not actually producing ROI.
0: How about quantity of content? Like, say, the like Gary V's and Ty Lopez that post 50 times a day on, on Twitter, for instance. Uh, right. What, what do you recommend?
1: So, um, from the data that I have worked with, I've noticed specifically for a platform like Facebook, that is quality over quantity. Okay. Uh, I have data that has shown repeatedly that when you post excessively on Facebook every single day, the individual post reach will be lower. Um, If you spread those posts out over a week, you will have significantly higher individual data. Um, That doesn't mean that you can't post more than a couple times a week. Um, It's really dependent on the audience. I have seen pages that are very successful posting multiple times a day, but they have a very engaged audience to begin with. So it really depends on where your business is at, how many followers you have, and how you've built that relationship with them to begin with, before you can kind of start to see some of those trends. But I would say more likely than not, the more you post on Facebook, the less successful you're going to be, unless you really have a highly engaged audience that is, you know, can't wait to see your posts in their news feed. Okay.
0: So pretty much the same as, as email campaigns. As I personally I, I see a lot of people recommending. Do your, your follow up sequences daily. And I personally don't want to receive emails daily.
1: No, neither.
0: No, if it's even if it's something, sometimes I really like this content, but I, I don't want to have it every single day. And, right. and as entrepreneurs, you know, our email boxes fill up really quick Absolutely. and with everything. So uh, sometimes it's, it's unfortunate, but sometimes I do unfollow certain emails that I chose to opt into because I originally wanted because of the excess.
1: Absolutely. And
0: So, uh, another question for you about you mentioned the time of the day for posts. Mm -hmm. And I I, I ran my own experiment a while back, kind of following, uh, for instance, Kim Kardashian, uh, you know, a big name out there in social media. And I noticed that uh, her Instagram posts were almost at the same time daily. And one was, for instance, my time was 10 minutes before noon. And I tried it with one of my brands, I tried doing that. And of course, it didn't, for, for me, it didn't work out as, as good as it worked out for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you find with time of days? Is, uh,
1: right, is- so um, I would say there's no magic recipe for this. There's so many blog posts about it that say you should post it this time or this time or when your followers are online. Um, in general, the algorithm, really likes when you get a lot of engagement within the first, you know, X amount of time that you posted it. Um, But at the end of the day, the algorithm will keep that post in the news feed for a while. So for example, I tell people, if you have an event tomorrow, and it is, you know, 1700 right now, and your event is at 09, you will not make it in the news feeds in time it takes a significant period of time before that post that you posted today ends up in the news feeds for a good majority of your followers. Sometimes it's between about 24 to 48 hours. It really depends on the success of the post. So I always say with event marketing, you have to be very strategic about how you're going to post that content because if you post it too late, you actually end up really upsetting your audience because it doesn't show up in their newsfeed until well after the event is over. And you've really upset a good majority of your followers that were interested in the content, but now are mad that they didn't get it in time. And it has nothing to do with what you did. It has everything to do with how the algorithm works. So, if you as an entrepreneur do not understand how that algorithm works, you could be ruining the user relationship for your following. Um, so that's why it's so important to understand how social media works and what the data behind it says, so that you don't make simple mistakes like that. Because not only could you have had more attendees at your event, whether it's a Facebook Live or an in-person or a webinar or whatever it may be. Um, but you also now have a bunch of people that are like, well, was there a replay, you know, or I missed it. Um, and if you had really understood how the algorithm works, you would have been able to post that well prior to the event where that 24 to 48 hour news feed period would have occurred before the day of the event. And you would have been able to inform as many people as possible.
0: How about the Facebook Live you just mentioned? Is that one of the best organic ways to to get? Absolutely.
1: Your- especially if you've put in the hard work first to advertise it in advance. So if you have notified your email list, if you have a Facebook group that you've been posting about it on, if you have the business page posting about it, if you have other platforms driving traffic to your Facebook live event, if you have a physical event created and then you've invited your group members to it, all of those things help um, because Facebook wants people to tune into Facebook Lives because when you go Facebook Live, it notifies your audience that they are live. Um, It's free advertising, and Facebook's doing that right now. So if you host a Facebook Live event and you hit live, you know, the first few minutes, Facebook spends that time pushing notifications out to the following on your page to say, hey, tune in, there's a Facebook Live event going on. Now imagine if you have a, an email funnel that's doing the same thing, plus social media posts from other platforms driving traffic to it, and you have an event page that's created. The event page does the same thing. About an hour before the event starts, um, it sends a notification to all the people that were invited. I mean, Facebook does the work for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to make sure you're driving the traffic to it um, and really putting that effort in to market it in advance.
0: So here's, here's one more thing about what you mentioned earlier. The when you post something, the very first hours uh, of posting something are very important for the algorithm.
1: Um,
0: for instance, I have because I create private label brands. I have several uh, several pages and groups, and sometimes when I post something, I post it on one page, and then twelve of my other pages go and share that within the first half an hour. Do you think that that influences my 12 of my own pages sharing commenting on my own content
1: um it's possible um i've seen a lot of people recommend hey you know if you're not getting any engagement try to get some people to you know like or comment on it even if they are people you know um i will say this from a page to page perspective if you have low follower counts on the other pages it's not going to help that much so i'm making this up but Say your business page has 500 followers, but then you have it shared to another page that has 100. Um, the algorithm doesn't like share-to-share from business pages. Hmm. Um, kind of counterintuitive because obviously you would think that Facebook wants its users to continue to share stuff between each other, but that's actually not what my data is showing. So the only way you can kind of get around that is if the posts – the original post is kind of viral already, and then you share it to smaller pages, and then it performs well on those pages. But in general, if the page is not performing that well to begin with, um, and that po- that post isn't performing well, sharing it to the accounts won't help those other business pages. So that's kind of one angle to it. Um, the other thing is, yes, that will help your page get, the, you know, those shares will help your page, um, but it also depends on whether or not the followers from those 12 pages Are um, engaging with it so because otherwise you are just sharing it to more empty audiences and that's not going to help so if you have 12 pages with 12 different you know industries and topics and followers that all are expecting different things um, in the long run it doesn't actually help those pages numbers or yours because those audiences aren't interested in that content to begin with Uh, the goal of Facebook at the end of the day is that the content that you're posting and that's being shared as relevant to those audiences. So it really just depends on the business page and how, how it's being done. Um, if you're posting on a marketing page and you have 12 other marketing pages that are he- heavily engaged anyways, yes, it's going to do very well. Um, but if you have a marketing post and you're sharing it to, You know, an automotive page and an accounting page, then probably not because those audiences are going to be like, what the
0: heck? Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Um, So it really just depends on how it's being done and how it's going to perform.
0: Absolutely. I got a a question now about your personal life. Because you do this uh, one-to-one, you will have to move a lot. You will have to travel a lot. How does that affect your personal life? Uh, Are you far away from home or is that home now?
1: I am far away from home. Um, working with the military community uh, as a civilian has been a very eye-opening experience and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but it does require living in remote locations most of the time away from major cities and away from home. Um, I am 13 hours away from home and I see my family as much as I can, but um, there's definitely holidays where I'm by myself. And you know that's that's different. Um, you do a lot for your career and you do a lot for your passions. But It definitely does take away from, you know, the other relationships you have in your life. I could say any entrepreneur has that struggle of that work-life balance and trying to figure it all out, especially in the startup stage. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are still in that stage. Um, and they're like, I can't handle anything else right now. Like I've got, a husband, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I've got a dog, and then I have this business, but I also have a full time job. Um, so I think I look at it as we're working together so you can streamline the stuff that works because you're probably doing a lot of things every single day that aren't, you know, returns on investment for you. Hmm. Um, and you just have to understand where the data is coming from so you can focus. On the things that are important again, back to the same conversation of not every social media platform is going to be appropriate for your audience. But if you are trying to be everywhere at once, you're going to have a a tough time with work life balance. Um, and specifically for the military spouse community I work with, they do PCS every few years, um, and that's actually one of the main reasons I wanted to stay working with the military community and specifically uh, working with veterans and military spouses because military spouses do move every few years, and entrepreneurship gives them the opportunity to have a career that goes with them. Um, Because I am living in the middle of a remote area, and so are the military spouses, Um, and so I work on an installation, but what if they aren't able to find a job on the installation, or if it's a different environment? Like I said, my installation is very um, civilian civilian heavy, Um, but that's not the same everywhere else. So um, I do really feel strongly in helping this community become successful entrepreneurs because there might not be job options at their next PCS remote location. um, And entrepreneurship allows a career to kind of move with them. Um, It's very similar for the veteran community. You know, maybe they uh, have worked in the civilian industry for a while and they wanna try something else. Um, Maybe they want to, you know, retire and travel the world. Well, awesome. Like company that you own can move with you, especially if it's not a brick and mortar. Um, But I also work with a lot of entrepreneurs who do have brick and mortars. And that's amazing too. So there's all different ways to own a business. Um, And yes, military life has its own unique challenges, but entrepreneurship is one of those things that allows you to have that freedom to be able to adjust with it.
0: Seems to be like what most of us are looking for, right? The, mm-hmm. the laptop lifestyle so we can be in Mexico drinking pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jenny, are you a book reader?
1: I am.
0: And is there any book that has made a change and a imp- very big impact on your life?
1: Um, I read one actually probably a year ago, and it was not related to entrepreneurship, but I will say that it was foundational in my career, Um, and it was actually uh, called like guerrilla um, job search like tactics or something like that I'll have to do the exact wording for that one, but um, it was a whole book on how to write a resume and how to do job searching better than your com- better than your competition and your peers, um, and I redid my resume after that, and it was really a unique experience because after I started submitting my resume. Um, I got a great response back. I mean, it was a really great response. Um, and I've used those tactics that I learned in that book for job searching actually as a business owner. Um, it changed how I wrote my LinkedIn account, which now attracts leads while I sleep because my page is optimized to have that happen. Um, it changed how I wrote my copy on my website. It changed how I wrote my email sales funnels. Um, all over a book that taught you how to write a resume that made a company want to call you. But um, it was interesting for me because a lot of those same fundamental things that get a company excited about hiring you is how you get a client excited about hiring you. Um, So it's kind of similar. I just tweaked it for the entrepreneurship audience and it definitely made an impact. Um, My resume had like a... I would probably say like a 75% return rate for like a follow-up call after I changed it and tweaked it um, for major, like six figure salary figures. I mean, it was, it was significantly changed um, with the results that I got. And um, I have seen that same pattern happen in my business as well with really high quality leads come in that were interested in working with me after adapting some of those same things to my business. I'll
0: Absolutely. put it on the show notes and I personally want, want to read it myself
1: yeah it was really good um and i i'm I'm not looking for like a job i'm really not but i used what i learned toward my business and that changed everything and i try to do that with everything i read now like even if it's not entrepreneurship related how can i tweak this to work with what i'm currently trying to do as a business owner
0: very good and now uh, something that you said there was a not a dispute. It was just a, an argument actually on, on one of the Facebook groups about, uh, for instance, the LinkedIn profile and you, in particular your bio, how do you write your bio? Is it first person or third person?
1: Hmm. Um, I have to remember how I wrote it.
0: Because um, I, I was defending the third person view because <laughs> you get to, you can brag about yourself, even if, Uh, Some people do have somebody else writing it for them. And uh, I wrote mine and I did it in the third person because in your bio, you you want to just like I I told them is you're always selling, you're always selling, but you're not being salesy. Right. Right. And when you do it in a third person, you can actually do it with sounding less salesy. Right. And you're selling yourself or right. So what is it that you do?
1: Well, um, my career background has always felt that you write a resume in third person, and I view LinkedIn similarly. Um, so I do try to write most of the stuff on my LinkedIn account in third person or just to kind of avoid any sort of, um, it, you know, one-on-one thing. Now, the only part of that I would say is slightly different is maybe, maybe you've tweaked pieces of your summary, um, but I would say your job description's stuff should, should really read like a resume. Um, and I know from talking with hiring managers, they're a little put off by that first person in a resume. Um, but again, um, everything about writing a resume and a LinkedIn profile is subjective. So there's no right or wrong way to do anything. Um, it's really about your personal preference and how you're bringing that information across. I think the most important thing is to show your success and have the social proof aspect of everything you do on your website in your emails on your social media um and on your linkedin profile and on your resume um so that really means facts figures numbers percent like i want to know what you can do for me it's not about what you like that you were able to file something in a cabinet correctly like nobody cares <laughs> um but were you able to improve efficiency by x percent were you able to sell x amount um you know that's what your audience really cares about and i always try to make sure that I have a social proof strategy and a statistics or a numbers based strategy. And however you get that future client or customer to trust you um, because you've shown that you are consistent in making it happen. That's probably the most important part.
0: I love that. The one where you, you add the percentages of increase. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's actually one more reason why I do it in the third person is, uh, for SEO purposes, mm-hmm. because instead of saying I and me, I can say Quinn I'm warm. And then when you do search for Quinn I'm warm. as of right now, I know all three first pages of Google is just me, right? Mm-hmm. All 30 to- of the top 30 results, 27 are actually of, of mine. And it is mostly our bios, and because it is, instead of saying I, it says Quinn I'm warm, something, right? Right. I find that it's I don't know if it's easy to be indexed by Google or it's just because I and me is, of course, a more uh, default word than my name itself. Right.
1: So I absolutely think that SEO is so important for LinkedIn and for Facebook business pages. Um, you know, when people have a LinkedIn account and they choose not to optimize it, not to fill out that experience, not to make sure that they've got those statistics and facts in it. When someone Googles your name, what is one of the first things that pops up? Your LinkedIn page and your Facebook page. So if you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't really use LinkedIn. I created an account because someone said you had to have LinkedIn. Well, how do you think that affects your brand when it's showing up on the first page of Google and you haven't put any effort in? Um, definitely wouldn't look good for me who's looking for someone to help me out with social media. You know, think about it that way. You know, um, maybe your business is different, but you know, your LinkedIn account really needs to be on fire if you have one. If you're not going to use it, I wouldn't have it if you're a business owner um, because it's only going to hurt your brand if it's not filled out correctly. Um, it's the same thing with Facebook business pages. A lot of people are like, oh, well, the algorithms are so tough now, I'm going to shut down my Facebook page. Okay, but do Facebook groups show up on the first page of Google? Facebook pages do. Um, So how do you want people to find you? And if they are finding you, what are they seeing on there that makes them want to go find out more or want to reach out and talk to you or purchase from you? So um, having these social media accounts, it's important to understand the algorithm and keep them active, even if... um, You don't feel like it's, you know, the most um, algorithm defying, you know, like this is great for my business. Um, It's still important for SEO purposes versus leaving it up there and not publishing on it at all, which also can turn away future clients. So either choose to have them and maintain them correctly or don't have them because clients will find them and they will use that as a perception of whether or not they should work with you.
0: Yep. Very good. And uh, I'll also leave a, a quick tip here for for everybody that is listening. That there's one more page that you can create a bio on that will be one of the top searches that will show up. And unfortunately, it's you're not you can't just create your own Wikipedia page, but you can create a Amazon uh, author page. Mm-hmm. And when anybody searches for your name, if you are you if you are an author on Amazon, Amazon is. Um, there's no page rank anymore, but Amazon was always a page rank 10. And when you search your name, if you're, in, uh, if you're on Amazon, you're, you're on top. You show up.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Great tip. I'm going to share that one with my clients now too.
0: <laughs> Before we go, there's going to be people that if they want to reach you and uh, ask for, for your services, for your support, how can they find you?
1: Absolutely. So um, my business is under my name. So it's JennyHale.com, J-E-N-N-Y-H-A-L-E.com. Um, I have a blog on my website called the Military Marketing Blog, so you can go check that out. I talk specifically about marketing strategies for the military community um, and how to, uh, you know, market from different angles, not just social media, but um, for all all aspects of the military life and um, I also have a private Facebook group specifically for military spouse and veteran entrepreneurs with military products and services and um, you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash military social media guru um, and I have a business page as well under the military social media guru um, And I'm on Pinterest, and I'm on Twitter, and on LinkedIn, obviously. Um, So uh, definitely come and hang out with uh, the community. We're a really friendly bunch. We love to talk about marketing and social media, and we really help entrepreneurs feel confident. Um, A lot of my group members have seen drastic results in the past 12 months or so that they've been in that group. uh, Just by being active and getting involved in a lot of the trainings um, and the events that I run. I would highly encourage any veteran entrepreneur or military spouse entrepreneur to really get involved um, with their marketing and learn so that they can feel empowered to DIY it themselves.
0: Jenny, I, I really appreciate the time you spent with us and this was, it was golden. This was <laughs> really great information. I loved every minute.
1: I'm so glad. Thank you so much.
0: I'll let you go and I wish you all the best.
1: You as well.
0: And we'll, we'll stay in touch of course. And Absolutely. Thank you, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.